I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did you hear what Dumois Dumois. said? Who is it? Can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about on Dumois. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about the Met Gala after party and hookups, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, the return of the cheating comedian blind item and some insider information from the perspective of entertainment reporters and paparazzi. We're discussing all of this and much more with Adam Glynn and Dax Holt from the Hollywood Raw podcast. They talk to celebs living their lives in front of the camera and hear from the paparazzi behind those cameras. I am happy to welcome entertainment news veteran Dax Holt and New York City photojournalist Adam Glynn. They're bringing their charm and experience to the podcast this week. Let's get started. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah, saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this, Spot Pet Insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to SpotPet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am so excited for you guys to meet today's guests. I think you're going to absolutely fall in love with them. I have been a guest on their podcast. They are Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. But you totally butchered my last name. (laughs) Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. (laughs) of the Hollywood Raw podcast, where you guys talk to celebrities living their lives in front of the camera, and you also talk to the paparazzi behind the camera. So we're getting both perspectives. And let me tell you something, I know the paparazzi perspective is something that the general population thinks they know about, but 
tell us like they have no idea. I I think it's a misunderstood profession. I I think that's what it really comes down to is there. There's so much hatred towards paparazzi that I, I cannot understand. And I think it's very fueled by celebrities and wanting to like put up this persona that paparazzi are bad people and they take photos of us. And that's not the case. Like we've had so many celebrities on our podcast come in and they're like, no, there is a there's a love hate relationship, but it is very much it helps fuel each other's uh, jobs like celebrities need paparazzi to stay relevant and paparazzi needs celebrities to keep going. And, you know, there we've talked to so many people are like, no, I love paparazzi. I love what they do. And I very much utilize them to keep my, my career going. Not only that, they're the ones who. Uh, you know, besides you guys, uh, but besides you, they, they're the ones who are really breaking the stories. They're the ones on the scene. Uh, so a lot of reporters, they kind of reach out to paparazzi to tell us, hey, what really went down? And it's a two way street. You know, essentially, they don't work together, but they work together. And we know how many celebrities, I mean, as you well, as you know, that call the paparazzi, and say, hey, can you get my photo taken? Can you do this? Can you do that? Like they use their photos for their social media. And sometimes when they don't have a good relationship with the paparazzi, they use their photo without their permission. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks for them because they make it difficult for the outlet or the celebrity saying, hey, use my photo. Uh, it's it's a, it's a it's a two way street here. They work together, essentially. What I'm saying. Do you feel comfortable with just giving us a few names of people who are known to call the paparazzi. Well, I can tell you that we had Brian Austin Green on and he admitted to it, you know, when him and Megan Fox were together, he said it was, we utilized the paparazzi for what we needed. And, you know, when they would go on their vacations in Hawaii, he said, yes, we would call the paps, say, come take photos of us so that the rest of the week, you leave us alone. We'll give you your five to 10 minutes setup. You get all the bathing suit shots you want, but then for the rest of the week, we need our privacy. And he did that all the time and it worked for them. And I, and I just thought that's such a smart way to utilize the paps and to get what you want, but also give them what they need. And then they left them alone. And for the rest of the week, they sat there doing whatever they wanted and no cameras were around. And then we all know about the Kim Kardashian stuff. It's not, you know, and again, I'm not, mad about this. I think this is actually a good thing. She works with the photographers and I've been there myself where, you know, the security will say, Hey, she's coming out at three 45 or whatever time she's coming out where she's going to next. And it's to avoid the hassle. It's avoid to, it's a way to avoid the cars being chased or the, the, you know, you want it to be kind of somewhat organized, but they'll call and say, Hey, this is our deal today. And they want the uh, publicity for either an outfit they're wearing and whatever they're, they're, they're working on. If they're working on a project, I mean, they, they work in house, you know, and then sometimes they'll say they reach out to these, the celebrity will reach out to the paparazzi on social media and say, Hey, do you mind sending me a few photos? And then they use those photos for their social media. They tag the photographer. It's, I mean, do, pretty do, much almost all of them. Use, yeah. Do, do, do you want a name of someone that we've always been surprised used did yeah. set up photos? Yeah. Katie Holmes. No, Adam and I talked about this. We were, and this was when she was with Tom Cruise. Okay. She would set up photo shoots. Like, here's the way you can tell that it's a set up photo shoot. When they're inside a drugstore, like a CVS or whatever, they're inside a drugstore and the pap is in the aisleway taking photos of them holding up a brand product. that a Coconut water yeah. with a label out. <laughs> You know, right. and and I saw so many like Google it, G- go look up Katie Holmes, like in a drugstore. And there's so many of them. And I just always thought it was so weird that she was. And I don't want to say on top of the world because we all know she was miserable in that relationship. But 
uh, you know, just that she was at the height of her fame and still setting up photo shoots. Okay, I have two more questions before we get into the topics, because why I have you guys like you guys are experts on this topic. So I feel like it is a good time to dispel two rumors or questions I get all the time. Do stylists call paparazzi on their clients without the clients knowing? And does a back grid photo automatically mean that a celebrity has called the paparazzi to be photographed? So these are very good questions. The first one regarding the stylist, 1000%. But I would say the stylist works with, you know, nowadays people are very nervous about it coming about people finding out about this. What they'll do is the stylist will be the one to, you know, do the relationship between the celebrity and the paparazzi and the photographer, you know, because essentially the celebrity is getting free clothes. So they go back to the stylist will be the one kind of saying, Hey, look, we're getting our photo taken. It's being seen. It's going to get so much publicity. So yes, the stylist will, will call the photographers and let them know where they're going, what where they're going to be coming out. They're going to be you dressed this, up. You saw this a lot with Megan Fox. You saw this Megan, Megan. Megan Fox would be out walking around looking hot as hell. And you're just like, you're walking in an alleyway. There's no way anyone knew that you were going to be there except for someone in your camp. Yeah, I mean, listen, so Megan Fox, I think, is a good example of I, I can't say that it was her stylist, but I can tell you it, it was a big focus on her clothing. So whether it was the stylist, whether it was the person that sent her to the clothes, someone in her team was calling up the paps on her. There's a big star right now, and I won't say the name, but a big star on the show, Euphoria, who uh, whose stylist right now is calling the, the photographers, trying to get them seen because they want to be seen when they're dressed up and when they look good and they're wearing a great outfit. But I don't think the stylist is like trying to keep it a secret from the celebrity. I think it's just they're being the buffer, the middle person to do that relationship. You know, it's not necessarily the celebrity calling the paparazzi. It's the, it's the stylist being the middle person to set it so up. Basically it's the celebrity calling without the celeb calling. Yeah. It's sort of like when they out. say right. sources in an article, usually when it says sources <laughs> in an article, it's coming from the celebrity. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Thank you for saying that. Like it's coming from the celebrity or is it coming from a friend of the celebrity that's a celebrity told to be a source? Yeah, it could be anyone. It could be the celebrity themselves. It could be a manager, it could be an agent, could be a stylist, could be a assistant. It could be anyone. But I think a lot of times it's like these stars, they're like, hey, I'm going to be going to whatever restaurant. I'm going to be at Boa tonight. I'm going to be walking out, get my photo, but I'm going to have so-and-so call so that I can say with a clear conscience, I didn't, I never tipped off the paps. Okay. So the back grid thing, no, absolutely not. That does not mean that there was a tip from the celebrity just because it's on back. Backgrid is the largest paparazzi agency in the world. So uh, they are getting everything out there. They're, they're, they're the ones out of all, all, outside of all the restaurants. They're on the, all the beaches. They're doing everything. So if you see a backgrid credit, the only reason you're seeing that is because they are legit the biggest paparazzi agency on the planet. But there is some agencies out there when I see their name, I'm like, oh, they did a setup shot, Star like Tracks. Star Tracks. If you Star see the Tracks, name yeah. Star Tracks underneath the photo, there's Star good chances. Star is essentially a Getty, but when you see them get a credit, that that and a lot of those Katie Holmes photos that we were talking about, they were all Star Tracks. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I you never see that. Backgrid takes all the heat for the setup shots because people make TikToks about it. Like they think that they are making a TikTok and uncovering something by seeing that it's a backgrid photo, and it just makes me laugh because I I knew the answer. Yeah, Backgrid obviously gets setups, but just because you see the, the name Backgrid, that does not mean that every photo they have is a setup. Absolutely not. But good chances, Star Trek's. If you see Star Trek's name, uh, there's good chances they're going to be 
a setup shot. It's funny, like being in New York the past week, especially for the Met Gala, you're seeing like, I know what, you know, cause this is what I do. I'm a street journalist. I run around the streets doing these celebrity interviews. I know what 95% of the paparazzi are working on. But then when you see a random photo of Lala Anthony, like that's what like these clean shots of Lala Anthony in New York, like that's what you guys decided to work on. Like, right. yeah, that's a setup shot. Or I like mean, Rihanna's pregnancy ones. Allegedly. I have to say allegedly, I guess. What but yeah, I mean, it is. But when I saw those come out from Getty. I'm oh, wait, like, what listen, the hell? The Rih- <laughs> like Rihanna's doing setup photo shoots with Getty to show off her belly. That was weird. Well, actually, the Rihanna when Rihanna announced she was pregnant. You know, she showed the, the her stomach, I think it was underneath the rail, the train yeah. in New York that was shot by a paparazzi. Yeah, but they were they went to Getty. True. I mean, yeah, that's who it kind of went that through. Was, that doesn't make any sense. It was set up 100 percent. I think it's yeah, obvious. Yeah. yeah. The paparazzi. Yeah. Fr- the guy I know is the one who shot. Yeah, him. He's a paparazzi. I know him. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if somebody's no, pregnant and they want to control the narrative, I think that that's the safest way to do it. So I actually give her credit we are not against celeb setup photos we are all for it more power to you do do your thing to work the system so this is what i wanted to ask you i can't wait till we talk about the met but is j-lo in town do you know so she is not currently in town and people were very surprised where you know obviously we're gonna get into the met a lot of the photographers a lot of people in the red carpet were already disappointed that this year they felt like the talent level has went down you know there wasn't really hollywood royalty there are some talks that possibly Britney Spears was going to come to the Met Gala last night. There are some talks that Taylor Swift was going to be at the Met Gala last night. And unfortunately, it wasn't them. It was a lot of social media stars. I mean, a lot of new celebrities, uh, people on Netflix shows, which they're very good names. However, it wasn't that Hollywood royalty that people wanted. But currently, J-Lo and, or Ben Affleck was not in town or was not at the Met Gala. And can I tell you that there were a lot of like huge stars that tried to get tickets that couldn't get tickets. Like huge royal couples essentially in, you know, I, I don't want to be too specific, but I can tell you there's people that tried to get tickets and they couldn't get in, but yet you see some of these other like TikTokers getting in. It was kind of wild. Gossip girl or something. Well, isn't it because people buy the tables and then just invite them? Yeah, but these are people that work with big designers too. Okay, just tell us can you tell us, Dax? Because now I need to know. <laughs> no, because you know what? The only reason I don't want to, because then I feel like that person okay. looks bad. And I'm like, they should have gotten a ticket. And I and I don't want to make it look like they're not famous enough to get a ticket, even though they're huge. Like, Oh, huge. stop saying that. You're killing it. Okay, well, now my getting, wheels are turning. This person's actually getting paid by one of the big fashion people. And when they said, hey, we'd love to come, they said, basically, there's no room at the table. We don't have enough space, which is surprising because when you see some of the other names that were at the event, you're like, well, you know, this person was allowed, but you don't want this person to come. And this is actually a, a good celebrity couple, like a solid couple that is photographed a lot. They're in the news a lot. You always see them on Daily Mail. But <gasps> Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. No, no. no. Oh, but that's a good guess. That was a good guess. That was a good one. There you go. There's your blind for the day. <laughs> okay. The reason I brought up JLo is because there's a rumor going around and I knew that the like people who like you or paparazzi would be the only people who would be able to dispel it. There's a rumor going around that she was dressed in the same exact dress as Vanessa Hudgens. And she walked out of her hotel, realized it, then did a 360 back into the hotel and ditched the um, gala because of this, because of the double dress. It's a rumor like totally made up, but it's like spreading right now. Everyone's messaging me about it. 
have you have we ever seen someone go in a like the thing is those dresses are specifically made for that I know. celeb. I so, know. So I know. I can't imagine whoever the designer was would give the same dress to two people, especially knowing that would just piss off JLo. Well, she's not even in New York. So rumor dispelled. I just had to ask an expert so you guys can stop messaging me about this rumor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good one, but I, I don't think that's true. Just most Mostly because of how it works. Like it's basically in their contracts. Like you can't give this dress to someone else because it has to be exclusive to me for that. 100%. Yeah. So let's go into the topics of the week and then we'll quickly circle back to the Met. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best. Classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. What's your favorite casino game, Ferris? Oh, you know it's roulette. (laughs) Same. Same. Roll it like roulette, baby. Put it all on red. (laughs) What numbers are you playing, Ferris? I'm playing six and 11 and uh, 16. I'm playing four. My favorite number. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code DOYOU. New players get an instant deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That's code D-E-U-X-U, only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours of registering a new account. Max, match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. So I posted about the Olivia Wilde being served custody papers. A lot of people were confused about what kind of papers she was served because she and Jason were never married. They were custody papers. Supposedly they are, and you guys could correct me if you heard something different. They are trying to figure out, I guess, where the kids are going to live. I'm assuming that she's maybe petitioning for London because of Harry and they are engaged. I'm sticking to that story. And maybe Jason saying New York or L.A. Have you guys heard anything different about that part of it? I haven't heard that, but I, I most of the time, like when you have kids, you understand the fact that you can't just move them halfway around the world and it's going to be OK with your ex. So I got to imagine um, they've obviously been kind of arguing over the custody. I think the whole situation was totally fucked up, to be honest with you. Like she is in the middle of a big speech and gets serve these papers you know jason said he wasn't behind that at the same note i'm like how could you not be behind that at a certain point like yeah so let me just quickly read this is a message from somebody who was at cinemacon the minute she got served and this is what they said this is their opinion in the beginning and then they go into what happened 
They say this was premeditated and the process server had to falsify their registration to get credentials and pay $1,400 to get into the event. Also, the schedule of what each studio is going to include in their presentation is not published. So we didn't know that Olivia Wilde was presenting. So how did the server know? Also, wanted to note that we initially thought this was a comedy bit because it was all so strange. The server was sitting in the front row and waited a few minutes into Olivia's presentation before she got up and walked onto the stage. But Olivia is a consummate professional. She didn't skip a beat at all and continued to talk passionately and eloquently about her film, Don't Worry Darling. Hats off to her. What a cluster of a moment to go through in front of 4,000 people. So a lot of people argued with me, you know, in the in the in the DMs, in the emails that the reason that this had to happen the way it had to happen was because she was running away from the process server. Like they couldn't find her. So this was their only sort of way to get her attention and Jason had no idea. What do you guys think? I mean, I can say he can say publicly he didn't have any idea, but I think at the other end, you could be Jason and say, I don't care how you give it to her. You get it to her. Even if she's on stage, you give it to her. I think that he is not going to take responsibility because it makes him look like a total dick. But there's got to be another moment. I mean, he's he's obviously in contact with her because they have children together. So there's, you know, at the moment that you're handing over the children, and I know that would be a horrible moment, but to be like, here's a a document to go with your handover. You know, there's got to be some other moment to give her this paper where she's not in front of 4,000 people. And now it's everyone's talking about it, knowing that they're dirty laundry. Yeah. There's, there's some sort of like not spoke about agreement when you are served and you don't do it in front of children. And, um, but I've been like, I remember I was on a red carpet event and it was um, Danielle Staub and she was on the red carpet and they, I was sent to like be there and film her get served. You know what I mean? Like that was the, the, the that was PR. your assignment. That was my, but that was the, everyone knew she didn't know it was going to happen, but that was the story. Like they wanted that to be shown. They wanted that. That was the angle to kind of like be like a, a, a punch to the stomach and sort of, you know, they, and that happened with some other person too. It might've been like a Cardi B or someone where they just wanted it to be, you know, they wanted the video of them being served because it is, it's not, it's not a good look at the end of the day. So you wonder why that happened. And there's it's shady. I actually do you I think now that we talked about the whole backgrid thing, do you think it's interesting that backgrid got the video of the serving? Dude, I didn't think of it. That's really good. Like they knew and they potentially sent someone to get the video of the serve because why else would you be filming that? And like with a crystal clear camera. Yeah. Oh, I just figured that there was video of the event. Now it was a backgrid. It wasn't like it wasn't the event video that was distributed out. Yeah. It was a backward video. Yeah, it was a backward video that's being pushed out to the uh, affiliates right now. Oh, I had no idea. Well, someone also sent a message and they said that Jason has expressed severe bitterness and most of the industry that's on his side thinks that she definitely cheated on Jason with Harry. So I guess people that kind of like know the inside story are sort of viewing this as him behaving very petty in the situation. Do you guys have any insight to what people like in the industry 
think about the timeline about Harry and Olivia's timeline and Jason and Olivia's breakup timeline? Or do you guys have an opinion about it? I, I don't have any insight, you know, but I do find it to be uh, I think there's a lot of embarrassment. I, I know photographers like once like the first start of the rumors, you know, were happening with Harry Styles and Olivia kind of came out. I know a lot of photographers were sitting on Jason Sudeikis and he's just sort of this guy who they live in Brooklyn. Well, he lives in Brooklyn. And whenever he's photographed, he just doesn't look happy. He always looks sort of sad. He just he's not like the, you know, the Hugh Jackman where he's always seen running around jogging and seemed like a jolly good guy. Uh, I know guys are working on that photo of Jason Sudeikis just because he always looks sad. And I think that goes along with the story. You know, hey, here's a photo of Jason Sudeikis looking sad after he the photos of Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde come out. I, I, who knows if there is alleged cheating it seems That's like- hard to say because with a lot of these celeb couples, you don't know that they're doing bad until way after they were doing yeah. really bad. You know what I'm saying? Like they cover up the fact that they've been miserable for the last six months. They just didn't want to have a public breakup. Maybe they've even publicly or like privately been separated for six months and no one knew about it. So they started dating someone else and now they look like cheaters. Like it's, it's really hard to do these timelines unless they come out right away and say we broke up. Do you think that this was also another big controversial sort of set of photographs that I hear about from time to time? Do you think that the Harry and Olivia, the first pictures of them as a couple at the wedding, I forget whose wedding it was, it was his manager. Do you think those were set up? Maybe not set up, but maybe released. Like they knew that they were going to be released. Yeah. I mean, I've also seen it numerous times where someone in the group will take a photo and kind of pass it off as like a paparazzi photo or someone will just leak the photo out because it's, it works for the storyline. Um, who was it? That, that was happened recently. Um, that during Kanye, uh, Kanye. Uh, uh, I say the name. Okay. Yeah. But we already I, talked about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like <laughs> we, just, we just said it. So like Kanye, <laughs> I was in Miami. Actually I was, I was in, I was at Carbone that night. Yeah. When uh, Kanye first started dating uh, Julia, Julia, Julia Fox. Fox. Remember that? When they first started dating, it was r- roughly around New Year's. Yeah. And I was at Carbone that night. And I remember the photographer, Kanye's photographer was there. And Kanye's they, personal photographer. His like, personal photographer. The guy that follows him around to take photos, document his life. There was two people outside waiting for the two shot because we knew they were inside. And um, yeah, all right, fine. yeah, I'll tell you the fucking story. So we, I knew they're inside. They were in a private. They're in the side. So if you go into Carbone in Miami, which I know as you're a listener of you guys, you guys talk about Carbone a lot. This is, you know, the Carbone Miami's been a big hotspot. There's like the private area on the left. There's a bar. There's soon as you walk in, the bars on the left. Then after the bar is the private room. Then on the right is where the common folk eats. I went into the restaurant. I couldn't find them. They were eating the private lounge, and apparently they were shot going in and, but there, there was only two photographers outside. It was me and some woman, another photographer, and we didn't get them going in. And then on the way out, the car pulled to the back and they were supposed to come out the back and we ran to the back. And then as soon as they saw us, they're like, all right, we're just going to do it real quick. They snuck them out the front, but they shot. This is the craziest thing. I mean, they, they shot the photo. Kanye's photographer shot the photo. So it seemed very candid. They obviously knew her name, which how do you at that time? You know, nobody knew yeah, Julia for that night. No one knew who Julia Fox. Yeah. Was. And they, I mean, you could have seen uncut, uncut gems, but but you like, <laughs> you know, like you didn't you didn't know she wasn't yeah. a household name at that. They point. released the photo. Basically, they tried to seem very candid like it was a paparazzi photo, but it was released 
you know, that photo wasn't released through an agency. It was broken by TMZ, which doesn't really happen. It's the whole thing was just set up. They, right. I mean, the, the photographer told me, I mean, um, Kanye's guy told me he was a little young guy um, was the one told me like, yeah, we kind of don't want to be photographed tonight. And he had a camera around him. And I don't know if he shot on his regular camera or a cell phone, but that's the way they kind of would say the story. that that fills the narrative of, you know, Kim's hanging out with Pete and they're getting all this attention. And he and Kanye's like, well, F that I need to be seen out with someone new as well so let me set this up let me get my photographer take photos let me put it out so that i don't look like the loser in this so the crazy part about this and we're, we're again we're talking about around new year's i was there that night and i reached out to someone who works in the kim camp and i said hey dude like you guys uh are you guys planning to go to carbone tonight because kim was in town and kanye was in town and they said, actually, we're going to order from there. I was like, all right, good. Well, don't pick up the food yourselves because I don't want it to be an awkward run in because if Kim and Pete came while, you know, uh, well, yeah, if you will, Kanye and, and Julia are in. It was going to be a really weird. That was so nice. Listen, I play the game, too. I'm trying to develop relationships with these people. So they start calling me, do more setup shots. But I hit them up saying, hey, guys, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you come to Carbone. Um, instead, Kim's bodyguard came and picked up food from them that night from Carbone. Did they appreciate the tip? I mean, you hope they. Uh, yes, I think they did. There are some conversations that came out of it. And um, I got offered some good tickets to some stuff. So, yeah, I think they appreciated it. This just goes back to you guys saying like the paparazzi. It's a relationship. A oh, 100%. relationship. Want more from delivery? You can get it with Dash Pass by DoorDash. Looking to save on delivery? Dash Pass is your door to $0 delivery fees and more on DoorDash. I'm obsessed with DoorDash, aren't I, Ferris? You love <laughs> nothing more than a DoorDash day. I can save money on delivery and have everything I'm craving delivered right to my door. Speaking of cravings, the last time we ordered, what did we get, Ferris? You well, were here. You were like, I need a burger and fries. I just need a burger. Where should I order from? And I was like, well, what about the diner? And you said, oh, yeah, I'll yeah. just DoorDash it. Yeah. So that, that's exactly what happened. We did. And you were like, are you going to eat anything? And I'm like, no, no, no. And then I literally had the worst day and ate all of your fries. You did. Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save money and time with every DoorDash order. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it easy to save on restaurants, groceries, retail items, and all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Dash Pass pays for itself in two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and member-only menu items, all for only $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today, only on DoorDash. Use code DOYOU and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply.
Yeah. You know, the other day I ran into Jeff Bezos in uh, Soho and it was the craziest story. I'm in, I'm in Soho and I ran into a paparazzi in the corner. I was on a bicycle and the paparazzi's in the car. And as we're talking, these two beautiful SUVs come by and we're looking at it. And as soon as I looked in the SUV, I see this like pretty big bodyguard in the front. I'm like, something's going on here. And they're driving very slow. So I, they're only like, they're, they're obviously looking for something. I mean, the paparazzi who's in the car, like, let's just like see what's going on here. They start slowing down. And the next, thing you know, they jump out and who gets out is Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos comes out looking jacked and ripped. And he's with his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. And I was like, whoa, there they are. And the bodyguards came out like, dude, as soon as we locked eyes, I knew who you were. Like, I just knew like, oh, this guy knows something's up. And they were so cool. I mean, not Jeff Bezos really wasn't that cool. Um, I could, from my perspective, I feel like he loves the attention. He loves the, you know, that people admire him. That's just my personal kind of feeling on him. It's just the way he kind of walks and the way he carries himself. But his security was the coolest dudes ever. They're like, hey, what's up, man? They're like, you know, yeah, we're not going to you want to follow us. You guys are more than welcome to follow us. Like, you know, they were totally cool about it. Like, hey, when they come out, like, just don't jump in front of them. Like, we respect what you do. We're not going to block them. So, I mean, that's like the two way street. Like, they don't mind the press. They don't mind the exposure. You just, you know, they actually want us there to a document it and B, it's like they know we're not going to get too close. They know we need to stand a little bit distance so we could get a good shot. I actually heard that Jeff. Bezos got booed last night really by the crowd uh, yeah I forget where I, I mean it. I got yeah I got so many messages but let's get into the Met and um the after party and some behind the scenes info that I got about the parties the first one is about the Casa Cipriani after party somebody was there they saw Leo having dinner with a big group of guys at the restaurant upstairs before heading downstairs to the gala. I guess they meant there was a party downstairs at Casa Cipriani. Um, he had women all over him rubbing their hands up and down him. I don't know what that means, but I guess they were <laughs> it like means a normal him. Monday night for Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> And then they go on to say, I saw Brooklyn and Nicola. Brooklyn was so nice and took pictures with my friend and I. And Nicola was a total B. Really? Yeah. Even got mad at him after he talked to us for a while. Megan the Stallion, Cara Delevingne, and Vanessa Hudgens were at a table together in the VIP section. Vanessa looked so stunning and was just vibing. Cara was talking Megan's ear off. She looked annoyed. Migos performed at like 2 a.m. Thought they would have been at Cardi's after party at the Standard. Gigi was upstairs in the lounge area as well and then went downstairs to the gala, but left early. She was so nice and stunning. So that was Casa Cipriani. Um, I, I mean, Leo is still with his girlfriend. So I don't know if they have a arrangement or if heavy petting, like literal heavy petting is nothing in like the celebrity world i guess that doesn't mean you're cheating or anything yeah uh, i was gonna say there there's a lot of interactions where especially when booze is involved people can be very touchy so i would i wouldn't say that there's more than that. if you saw maybe him walking off to a hotel room there might be a little bit more but i feel like people get very handsy with celebs the second booze is in and it's funny leo body. leo i feel like is one of those guys where it's such a public event where he's a little bit smarter to like that's yes. not the time to really kind of party like that I've seen Leo out at night. First of all, Leo is the easiest celebrity to spot in New York City because he's the only weirdo that wears a hat so low and weird. And then he always wears a mask so high. Like he looks like like a that new uh, Disney character, the moon shadow guy, whatever that guy, you know, <laughs> like he's just he's so like 
mysterious. Like it's a weird person to recognize. And I don't think, I just don't think he would do that at, at a nightlife. And it's so funny. I've seen Leo at, at clubs and stuff and it's his whole group. It's like, they're always aware where Leo is. Like they always know they well, act they're, like they're, they're too cool. And they, they're aware of the surrounding. Did I, I, I got kicked out of a club because of Leonardo DiCaprio. So back um, years ago when I was at TMZ, um, my, my buddy, the other guy on the TV show, Max, you know, the, the surfer, surfer guy with yeah. the long blonde hair. Do you remember him? Yes. Okay. So we went to um, a club and I think it was Villa at the time here in LA. We, uh, we had just walked in. They uh, took us upstairs. We had just opened, like cracked open a bottle of, I don't know, champagne, some, some bottle, a huge bottle, started pouring it. And two seconds later, Leonardo DiCaprio shows up. He walks to the back and immediately the uh, servers came over to Max and I and said, uh, Leo saw that you're here. He needs you guys to leave. <laughs> and they walked us out of the club, pushed us out the back door and basically said, have a good night. We're like, we just cracked open a bottle of booze. We're paying like we're not even working. Like, I get it that we are on TMZ, but we're not working tonight. They did not care. We were out of that club. So fucking that's fast. so like, crazy and so fucked up. Like, how is that even allowed? That's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, he wants the TMZ dudes out. He got the TMZ dudes out. So I don't think Leo would do in my opinion, I don't think he again, he's a little bit more intelligent in his moves. I don't think that's the party where you want to, uh, you know, if you're going to plant some seeds, I don't think you do it at one of the biggest parties of the year. As far as Cara Delavine, uh trying to be a little bit chatty and like really talking. I was at that party recently where she was wasted with the mayor. I mean, allegedly yes. she was wasted. Um, she was I mean, she's going through it she looked great last night on the red carpet and like based on the photos like oh kara's got her shit together but now that you're saying this it's just funny to see like i saw kara recently at a party where she was just a character you know she was running around the party like sonic the hedgehog they just like look like tasmanian devil like what is going on here and then to hear at this party um going nuts it's it's kind of fun there was other parties i mean no place hit me up last night and asked me to come cover it was um uh, Zuma Zuma hit me up and uh, one of the people there because they wanted the publicity. Uh, they hit me up and they hit me up and saying uh, future was holding his party there. But I don't know who showed up to that party. I didn't get anything about that party. But let me read you two other um, parties that were messaged. This one, the listeners are really going to have to open their ears and accept what I'm about to say. Was at Sean Mendez's Met Gala after party at Ray's Bar. He spent most of the night with a gorgeous brunette. Never seen her before. Not sure if she's famous. A few kisses and talking all night. At the end of the night, when everyone was making moves, he asked her to come back to the hotel with him and she declined. He seemed a little bummed and said, take care of yourself. Honestly, I thought that move on her part was fierce. He was so fucking sweet. It was just his crew at the after party seemed like folks who were on tour with him, his manager and other artists. Also, Cole Sprouse was there with his girlfriend and he was complaining about some drunk girl stealing his drink. Now, the person winded up sending me an update on who the girl was. They don't want me to say who she is. I don't recognize her. She has a blue check mark on her Instagram account. So she's in the business somehow. Um, but I didn't recognize her. Maybe the fans and followers would because they know a lot more about this kind of like niche stuff. But, you know, everyone yesterday was trying to send me fake tips that indicated that Sean and Camilla were rekindling. 
So that's why I know this news is going to be taken very hard by some, but they're still broken up. I'm still shocked that the the chick said no. I feel like the amount of women that just throw themselves at Sean is pretty boss move. Like you said, for her to be like, "Now nah, I'm good. Thanks, Sean. Have a good evening. <laughs> I'm surprised you went to Ray's like that's where they decided I know. It's funny to see where people go. But I mean, we both, you know, as New Yorkers, we know Ray's. I'm like, really? That's the place where you decided to go with everything else going on in New York City. And especially I feel like it's like good networking for a lot of these events for these people, but of Ray's of all people. So you said, uh, I'm sorry. So who went to Ray's? It was just really Cole Sprouse, him, anybody else there? She didn't say anyone else. They just said Sean Mendez met gala after party at Ray's. I mean, this could have been like an after after party. Do you know what I mean? It could have been like very late. She sent me this message at 3.30 a.m. So so that's interesting because um, from what I know is that the after parties it wasn't that crazy of a night. You know, there was a, it was a very uneventful Met Gala. You know, we, you know, the more eventful Met Galas is when Jay-Z and Solange get into a fight in an elevator uh, or there's something else crazy going on, on the red carpet. This one, from what I hear is that, you know, obviously the celeb, uh, the celebs caliber. weren't caliber wasn't as strong as it usually is. Again, there's no Taylor Swift. There's no Britney Spears, but um, I don't know. It's, it wasn't my favorite Met Gala. I'll tell you that. No, I have one more. This one's not that juicy, but it's just it'll show people where other celebs went. So this is T from inside the Cardi B Playboy party. Darren Chris is a king who stands his recently gave birth wife and her understandable desire to sit. I guess that means he let her sit all night and chilled with her. Billy is a queen and so kind. By the way, I hear that about Billie Eilish all the time. I never hear anything bad about her. Her brother is also really sweet, super nice. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Asked how we were and said our Playboy bunny ears were hot. Emrata and Jacob Alordi also here. Lynn Manuel is a friendly angel sent from heaven. I swear to God, the entire cast of Bridgerton is here. Jacob at the after after party at the box was very attentive to the needs of a short blonde and left with her. Wow. No name. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I go back into the time where like, again, I heard a lot of people were calling at night around two thirty three. but from what you're saying is that, yeah, people, you thought they were just calling night, but they did go to after, after parties like the box, which is a pretty crazy place. But yeah, he met some blonde. That's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, th- and she sent me this message at 5 a.m. So <laughs> These, I think that people like really take it like, you know, um, into the next day. Okay. Somebody also said, this is just like little tidbits. Tommy Hilfinger was very upset that Sean Mendez was not seated at his table. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sean, I mean, I think, well, pro- was he wearing Tommy last night? I, I should have checked before I read that. Um, I apologize, but maybe that's why. And he's also doing something with Tommy Hilfiger. He's doing some sort of collection or project with Tommy Hilfiger. So that's probably that's why so funny because I feel like if you're Tommy Hilfiger, you just say, bring up a chair. And I mean, he's one of the biggest designers in the room, so he can kind of get anyone to come sit at his table. That seems like a really weird thing for him to be mad about. I feel like the Met is super strict about like seating charts and stuff. He looked great last night. Sean Mendes. I liked his outfit. It could have been Tommy Hilfiger. Me too. I don't know he, he looked awesome. I, I like that jacket. I agree. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. 
Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the Farmer's Dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Okay, this is the last bit of info I have about the Met, and then we can move on. Um, I was on the carpet in the area where the celebs exited their cars. Some tea for you. Cara Delevingne kept trying to say hello to Lizzo, but Lizzo was clearly trying to keep a distance from her. Addison Ray and M. Rada got out of their cars completely by themselves, surprisingly with no entourage or help. SJP, Bradley Cooper, and Hugh Jackman were extremely friendly and waved to us. Ciara, Kerry Washington, and Katy Perry stuck out to me as the most gorgeous women, with Austin Butler and Hugh Jackman winning the titles of Hottest Men. The Bridgerton cast was very happy to see each other, which was really cute. Simone Ashley spent a lot of time chatting with Madeline from Riverdale. I like that someone was surprised that the TikTok stars got out of the car by themselves. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> the TikTok stars, they were able to open their own doors. Yeah, Let's give are, them a round of applause. <laughs> celebs are just like us. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't surprise me that Sarah Jessica Parker, Bradley Cooper, and Hugh Jackman like were super nice. Um, and of those three people, it surprises me that Sarah Jessica Parker is still coming across super nice because we know the real person. Um <laughs> <laughs> she is brutal. You man. said it. You said it. I didn't. I, say I have it. no problem saying. It. I'll say it again. No, do you um, remember? So, Adam, tell her the story about you going to buy shoes. Oh, dude. Time. So I, she, you know, she has that. St- you want some fucking tea? Right. Oh um, God, oh, you're gonna ruin Sarah Jessica Parker for everyone. I don't think the general public knows this about her. I know it because I've talked to a lot of people, and I know people who have personally interviewed her. But go ahead. Just warning: if you guys love Sarah, don't listen. Yeah, if you really like Sarah, you're not going to like me. Um, <laughs> but it's so Sarah Jessica Parker, she, you know, during the pandemic, she had this shoe store and she has one in Midtown. She has one in the South Street Seaport. And what she was doing, she would go to the store and she was actually working at the store. And it wasn't like a meet and greet. Like she was actually working in the store trying to sell these very expensive shoes. And it was great for the photographers because she would post like, hey, I'll be at the store from 12 uh, at 12 o'clock today. The photographers go and get their shot. And I know from my experience, like every time I interview her, she'd always like 
listen, I'm very grateful. She did actually give me a few words and talk to me sometimes, you know, especially after the Sex and City reboot was mentioned that it's coming back. She gave me a few words outside the store. I remember one time when she had that other show on HBO that about like divorced women. I remember saying, you know, I, I asked her something about like during the interview, I said, are you excited? You and the girls are coming back together. And she's like, first we're women. And uh, <laughs> like, I was like, what really? Like, that's where we're at. That's how woke we are. I just called you girls and say, you know, whatever. And she always does something like that. So the last time she was at the store, she just kind of ran in and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go check out the store. I put my camera in my bag and I just wanted to check out the store. I'm waiting in line. And what Weren't they used to do- buy shoes for, uh, yeah, I was going to buy, I was going to, I was just going to go check out, maybe get a gift certificate, you know? And Wait, why, why just, well, to, like, I, just I wanted her? to check out the store. Like I oh, wanted, okay. it's a little, I, I want to go. She was inside. I just want to see what it was like inside. And um, she, it's funny because you would think a lot of people would come to the store when she put out a mention a thing on Twitter saying, Hey, I'm coming to the store, but not many people surprisingly came. So what the management would do is they'd make people wait outside before they went to the store just to kind of it, cause it some, filled, yeah, it makes it look exciting. Like there's something yeah, like, going hey, on. They want to create some like mayhem outside the store to create like, Hey, something's going on, but there'd be like four people, five people waiting in line. They would just kind of make people wait in line to head to the store just to draw a line, to draw some attention, draw a crowd of people coming in. So one time I was like, fuck it, I'm going to wait in line. It was like six people waiting. And as I get to the front of the line, the guy, I see Sarah go to the manager. The manager goes to the security person and say, hey, you can't come in. I go, why? They go, you know, you just can't come into the store. I'm like, hey, I'm just getting a gift certificate. And they're like, yeah, you can't come in. They wouldn't let me in. So I'm like, you know what? That's sort of fucked up. Like, I'm here to buy. Like, I even said, I'm here to buy something. Like, my camera's not in my hand. My camera's in my bag. Like, just let me come in. They wouldn't let me in. So the next day, she point, you know, she puts on Twitter saying, um, you know, blah, 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 does the same thing. I'm going to be at the store in Midtown. And I said, I just wrote something just kind of trolling a little bit. I was like, hey, remember when you wouldn't let me in the store yesterday? And she puts back right away three paragraphs. Sarah herself comments on the thing. Yes, I do remember the store is at full capacity. She tries to turn it saying, hey, the store is, you know, due to COVID, we're not allowing so many people in the store. And uh, we were only allowing so many people in the store. I was like, this is not what happened. You know, like you clearly did not want me to come in the store. You're being a total asshole. I said to you, I was there to buy a gift certificate. The next day I went to the store. I went to the Midtown store, that a, a different store. And I went to the store and said, hey, Sarah, my name's Adam. I tried to introduce myself. I said, you know, even though like I was there to buy a gift certificate, I wasn't there to bother. Like I'm a real person. I'm not, you know, and I talked to her. And she wasn't really that warm to me. And then I, I, I try to end it by just shaking her hand. She goes, sorry, I don't, I won't shake her hand. I go, really? Like, I'm just trying to piece up you, develop a relationship with you. And, and it just, she just wasn't kind. And she's not really kind to the photographer. I don't know. Like she's not a pleasant person. <laughs> Wait, she, she wouldn't shake her hand because of COVID or because of who you are. She goes, I wouldn't, uh, she goes, no, nah, she just wouldn't shake my hand. She was just total like nasty dude. And uh, I, I was surprised and I was just like, you know, again, I have a pretty good batting average when I talk to people as celebrities, as persons. And let's keep in mind, this is the same person that like Oprah goes out of her way to say hi to Adam and Gail King and The Rock. And like Adam's got a really good reputation in New York. So for Sarah Jessica Parker to just be so nasty to him, I think it says a lot. Well, did she I mean, she must have seen you on other occasions taking her picture. How was she then? Like, did she try to avoid you or was she waving so at the camera and smiling? I never really get her like she's not someone I never take photos of. I again, I do video. So I try to go video interviews and I don't go for all the time. She's like a New Yorker that it's just not necessary. If I saw Sarah walking down the street, I probably wouldn't interview her. The only times I've actually done interviews with her was like outside, like serious radio when she's promoting her 
new HBO special when she's in promo mode, you know, when she's at the store and it's promo mode. I don't really do it during her not work time. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, I already knew this, but I already knew about her that she had a reputation of being. I don't want to say the word difficult. Yeah, like cold and a little bit condescending during interviews. Um, So I knew she had that reputation and. I just don't talk about it because I like I'm a fan of Sex in the City. But no, I get it. Listen, I am too. Well, that's why that's why you got to tune into Hollywood Rock. So you can listen to the real what people are really like. But you know, what's so funny. <laughs> a, cele- a paparazzi friend of mine, um, like about a year ago, I remember saying he was shooting her and she said to him, why don't you get a real job, a real photography job? Like, why don't you go work <gasps> on a and said to him, like, why don't you go work? But instead of like, why don't you go not that negative, but like, why don't you go work? I'd be like a set photographer. And he's like all right, well, can you help me out? Like, can you let me do that? Like, can you help me out get that job? And then she got very like quiet. It was like, yeah, it's not that easy to get those jobs. So fortunately, some people are trying to eat and wait, I don't like that at all. That's actually one of the most shocking things I've ever heard her say. That's her basically saying that a paparazzi's job isn't good enough. Why don't you get a better job when that's like such a fucked up thing to say? Here's the thing. If if tomorrow not a single paparazzi took her photo, she would lose her mind. And that's really what it comes down to is there. It's so quick for all these celebs to say, oh, I hate paparazzi. I don't want my photo taken. But if those paparazzi disappear and you walk out of your you know, house and not a flashbulb goes off, you're going to be pissed. If you walk a red carpet and everyone turns around and starts looking at their phones, you're going to be pissed. So don't treat them like they're they're less than when they are keeping you in the magazines or keeping you on the websites. They're keeping you relevant in between projects. And let me just say this about paparazzi. You know, their their goal is to make you look good. You know, photos of you looking bad eh, do not, not all sell. of them. Not all of them, but it, <laughs> yeah. we've seen a lot of crappy photos that are uh, pretty enticing. Okay, I do, but they don't want like. A photographer at the end of the day, they want good fashion. That's what sells. They want people looking happy or looking nice. Um, they're they're not there to get ratchet stuff. Like that's the, that's what the magazines I still think want. You're walking a fine line here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, with Sarah Jessica Parker, like she's known for her street style and being a New Yorker. And think about half of her paparazzi pictures are her strutting around Manhattan in her very specific style. Yeah, she she doesn't get that dressed up just to walk to her store. She gets that dressed up because she knows someone's going to take her photo and it's going to be in a magazine and they're going to say Sarah Jessica Parker, the best dressed normal person walking around New York. Like there's a purpose to that. And again, you take the cameras away. That is going to be a big blow to her ego. You know how many like just random people I know that have the same story. I'm sure you have a lot of stories like this where, you know, I've, you know, being a fan of your stuff, I see your stuff that they saw Andy Cohen and Sarah Jessica Parker eating together in the West village. And they asked them for a photo. And I guess the move is like Andy, who's super nice, always like, you know what? Oh, I'll do the photo. Let me take a photo with you guys. And like, he charms them with his kindness. And so Sarah doesn't have to do the photo and she's not, she's not into taking photos with fans, which I get, which I understand, you know, she doesn't want to do photos with, and that's just her style. But Andy, I guess that's like the, the way they handle it together. Yeah. I could see him taking one for the team for her hundred percent. And yes, that is true. She is known to back up what you're saying from my own research of having the account she does not like taking photos with fans to the point where she used to make up this excuse and I forget exactly what it was but she would make up this excuse that made no sense I forget what it was I need to go back and look but it was like she'd say something really sort of like 
sarcastic and as her reason for not wanting to take the picture and it kind of made no sense and it left people being like hmm okay instead of being like she's a bitch for not wanting to take the picture so she is she's very like everything she does I feel like is premeditated like Oh, yeah. These little quirks that she has with the paparazzi or her street style, like it's all very deliberate. And I don't know if people realize that about her. When she was taking the photos at the store, like people, some people would come in because they didn't know better. They would come to the store thinking they were going to meet Sarah Jessica Park and get a photo. She'd say, sorry, we're not doing it. However, if you bought a pair of $300 shoes, she would sometimes do the photo, but it wasn't like a real good photo. Like she'd be behind the register and she would kind of be like sort of smiling as she's behind the register, giving them the shoes. So you had to buy the shoes to get it. But it was like, she wasn't really into it as well. Um, But also it was during the pandemic. So maybe, yeah, I was just going to say like in her defense, like I saw pictures and videos of her before the pandemic and she was in there, like in the thick of it with people like putting shoes on their feet. And then after the pandemic, it was exactly like you just described. She'd be on one end of the store and they would be on the other. And that's how she would take the picture, which is fair. You know, she's I get it. Okay, screw Jessica Parker. Can we talk about your comedian? Because I've been listening to your podcast yeah. over the last couple of days, and I have some serious guesses of okay. who this person is. I, are we allowed to say guesses? Because what's, or what's is the, it like? No. What What are the rules with this? Because I have been racking my brain. This is the topic that will not fucking quit this podcast. This is the third episode we've spoken about this topic. I just have to remind everyone that if they want to go back and listen to the origin of this, they need to go back to the episode about the cheating comedian blind and then last week we talked about it and then this week I received another DM so what happens is people listen to old episodes and they'll be like oh my god I have to tell you this story about such and such so that's what happens somebody says listening to your podcast my jaw dropped I now know that without a doubt the cheating comedian is bleep the blocking then claiming to be sick is his mo as if we're all too dumb to notice. Highly doubt his wife ever received the same treatment, which brings up what I think is an interesting point for possible discussion. The treatment of normies by celebrities in romantic and friendly relationships. I see a heavy pattern of casual discardment as if they're untouchable and the normie can never come back to bite them in the ass. Unfortunately for comedian, I did. A couple years after I was discarded, I ran into him and his wife in a vintage store in Los Angeles and I confronted him, killed him with kindness and a smile like, oh, don't you remember me? He still had the same very punchable face. When I told my best friend, she said, I wonder what that ride home was like. So that's the latest. So every time somebody hears this, an episode about the cheating comedian, I get a fucking DM from another girl. About him. So, yeah, you guys could guess. I've said a million times. I will not confirm. I'm scared. I, I, of the I, I don't want to say it. Because what, what you've said a couple times in regards to you don't want the wrath of the wife. I'm going to go on that same page and say, I don't want the wrath. of I, I am 99% sure I know exactly who you're talking about. Um, and I know that this if the people that this this woman has gone after in the past i would not want to be on that level i'm scared as the wife if i ran into her on the street really <laughs> yeah have yeah. you have you ran into her on the street before? i have yeah and not a fan of 
like you're talking like A-list celebrity here. Right. If this if this is the person we're talking about, again, right. I'm just assuming uh, you haven't said to us who the person is. But if it's the person I'm thinking of, this person's wife is an intimidating person and they're just not the warmest of people. Yeah. Um, but yet again, they're very, very, they're, they're very, very pretty. She's, she's very, powerful. very, uh, she's powerful. Very, very good. Um, <laughs> but so how many people like from you, do, and my question for you is, you know, you've been putting this out there. Now this is the third podcast. I think that you've addressed this. Are people coming to you about other comedians who they think it is and giving shit about other comedians? That are doing this. No, it's always him. It's, they al- nail it's always it. him. Yeah, really? he has he has a pattern of behavior that is very detectable, which is why when they hear the podcast, they immediately message me and say, I know exactly who this is. So and I know you it know, sounds bad. I know it sounds bad to say, like, I'm surprised he would cheat on her, but I'm surprised he would cheat on her. Oh, yeah, it's a ballsy move. Like this is this is a one of those crazy ones where you're like you're lucky to be in this relationship. Yeah, you're not the breadwinner. But again, I don't know what she's like behind closed doors. I don't know if it's not a healthy relationship. I don't know any of that. All I can say was, I'm just surprised. I would say the person, you, I, I'm not going to say the name, but this person, you said it's not necessarily an Adam Sandler or Chris Rock, which by the way, we keep seeing Chris Rock in Soho every day, which is amazing. I mean, Chris Rock is, he's just around now. He's like on a safari every day. Just see him. Um, but he's not on the rounds of those those names. However, this is a pretty big comedian. Um, if this is the person I think it is, it's a. But again, I'll say they are nuts to be doing this. Like, dude, get your shit together. Like, no fucking, kidding. dude, you got a good thing going on. Well, if you go back to the first episode where this is discussed, the stories that were sent in to me were about a specific instance that happened recently. Now, every DM I received since that first episode have been instances that happened while he was dating his now wife. So I don't know if he is, you know, currently cheating on his wife or if it was mainly during while they were dating or engaged or, you know, this is all legend or not at all. But that's the timeline is also like (laughs) the timeline is funny. (laughs) I mean, who knows? Like, I don't have proof, although I have to say I have seen DMs from this comedian sent to other girls, not in relation to this story and his his sliding into DMs and meeting girls on Instagram is a thing. So when I heard this to begin with, you know, the whole like blocking, unblocking, answering DMs, like I didn't think twice about it because I've seen with my own eyes like DM conversations he's had with women. So I don't know. I And like, again, like I say these things like not to, you know, be salacious. Like if this gets back to her, like, maybe she'll figure something out that she doesn't know that's going on. Do you know what I mean? My question, my question is how many people have hit you up about this person since the first episode aired? Yeah. I would say like maybe three, whatever I've, whatever I've read over the episodes after the first episode, however many DMS I've read about him. And what is this person's opening line? Like, what do they say to get the, get the attention of the person they're DMing? They'll be at his mm-hmm. show. And they'll DM him after the show about the show. Like, hey, just saw you. Like, you were so funny, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's usually it's the like move. them reaching out to him <laughs> and then him responding. 
again, I'm just scared of that wife. Let's just see. I've just I've seen who she's gone after in the past, and I'm like, I would not want to be someone that she goes after. So I'm gonna just try to see if he's gay and just DM him too after a show. But hey, great show, and just throw it out there. But hey, man, you into it or what? (laughs) He might be. I mean, he might. He might very well be. But listen, I mean. I'm not I'm never going to reveal who it is. I just want to say like the reason this all came about is go back to I think it's the March 24th episode. You guys, if you haven't listened, it was one weekend and I got DMs from like four different people. I think it was all girls from a certain friend group. They were all spilling this information they heard about this certain incident. I don't want to misquote what it said, so you'd have to go back and listen to the episode, but I think... Good tea. I mean, are we surprised, though? I'm not surprised. I mean, listen, I'm surprised. I am very surprised because I never thought Carlos Mencia would do something like this. Wait, did I just say his name? (laughs) (laughs) Did I just say his name, Carlos Mencia? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Um, Yeah, I'm very surprised by this because, when again, when you first... (laughs) Carlos Mencia. Mencia... When you first said this, I was just, I, we were mean. Clearly me. he's joking guys. <laughs> yeah. Very. Uh, we were trying to joke to see who this person was. And we're trying to like, are they a comedian? Do they tour now? And, um, but you know what, if you start Googling, I think anyone out there starts Googling and you start looking at comedians with super famous wives. That's what, many. that's what you're there's doing. Not too many. You're looking at the Netflix as a joke comedy <laughs> festival lineup and then just saying, all right, who's married to someone yeah. good here. Oh my God! Is he in that festival? I don't know, but I'm in. You know, we're in LA right now, and I'm gonna check it out tonight. But I know it's gonna be a topic of conversation. <laughs> well, we're almost out of time, but I just want to quickly let you guys know that I've been receiving a lot of DMs about Jason Momoa and Isa Gonzalez hooking up, and I've kind of been ignoring them because Isa Gonzalez has this very weird fan base who always tries to send me information about her. Not bad stuff, just like to get her name out there. I think they're just like advocating for... Campaigning. Yeah, they're campaigning for the popularity of Isa Gonzalez. Um, So I was receiving all these messages about her and Jason, and I was kind of ignoring them. But then I got this message from a source who told me a very, very piece of inside information about a movie that nobody knew that winded up coming true. I doubted them. This was a while ago. And then they randomly messaged me and they were like, hey, heads up, Momoa and Isa. And I was like, are they filming? And they wrote, no, they're dating. And I said, I don't know about that. But then I remembered who I was talking to, my source. Can I ask you, can I ask you a quick question before we keep going with this? Do you think that this is Isa's fan base that wants this stuff out? or Isa's people that are pushing her. Fan base. I could tell by the way things are written. Okay. I don't know. I feel I feel that her PR team has done a very good job throughout all the people that she's dated and constantly keeping her in the headlines. Personally. Yeah. I think her, her her PR team's running the fan accounts. Yep. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I am not even joking. I think that she has a she has a good team behind her because I you know well, okay, I'm going to move on from that. But yes, I, I think that there's certain people in her team that are keeping that train moving forward. No, I agree with you. But I'm saying like the as far as like, I'll get messages like Isa Gonzalez is up for such and such part in this big movie. Like it's not worded like a PR person. It's worded like a fan. And 
they also try to pit her and Anna de Armas against each other in, in my emails, in my anonymous emails. I'll get a lot of like emails that pit them against each other for roles and stuff. So that's why I think it's the fans. I don't think a PR person would do sure. that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> do <you> th- <laughs> They're doing their job by making it look like it's fans. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, you could be right. I mean, listen, a good PR person is not going to let on that their PR. Let's just say there was a a lot of photos in her and Josh Duhamel that I was like, how did these photos get out back in the day? Well, what about the Timmy photos, the the makeout session of with her and Timmy? So what you're saying is there's always (laughs) cameras around pushing Isa dating someone famous. That's so weird. (laughs) Wait, so she's someone that you guys look for adam is she someone that you care about or no i do uh, she, i first of all i'm a fan of her i think she's really good i i have a friend of mine who is doing um who's doing autographs signings with her um you know paying under the table is it to get a celebrity to sign a yes. lot of autographs yeah at so once. so signing autographs at once and paying under the table um uh, and she said she was super nice and super sweet. I think she's interesting. I think she's one of those people that you kind of physically want to see in person. However, I thought Jason Momoa and Kate Beckinsale were going to be like the next couple after like the stories of them possibly hanging out and rumors of them looking good at an event together. Like I thought they were going to be the next. Ooh, that was Jason Momoa is going to be the next. Uh, Kate Beckinsale was to be the next big mm. conquest, you know, conquer of Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Okay. Yeah, I heard they were just friends. But are you guys yeah, gonna now? Are you gonna keep an eye out now on this Isa and Jason thing? Oh or yeah, you think it's BS? that's a great one. Oh, we won't one. have to. I'm pretty sure her people will let us know. <laughs> <laughs> he's by the way the super. He's a great guy though, Jason Momoa. Super cool guy, good person, nice. And from my experiences dealing with Jason Momoa, like he's so good to the fans. Like he goes above and beyond. Like gives him everything he wants. But when he's with like his kid or when he's with his wife, he goes, "All right, that's my time," and he doesn't like address the fans or like video like he's not cool with it but when he's by himself that's when you know he's like hey guys i'm, I'm here for you now what, what can i do for you nice guy good person just and good also like know. just good energy good vibes good to know well we are done with the hour it went by so quick and i obviously can talk to you guys forever because you're a wealth of information and if you guys out there listening, like this is just a sampling of what these guys know. I know you're probably hanging on their every word because you guys know so much shit. Like I bow down to you. I really do. Like you guys know so much. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I loved all the paparazzi disclaims that you cleared up. I think that's really important because, you know, it gets talked about so much. Like, I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but there's so many TikToks made about the paparazzi. It's crazy. We are on, we are on TikTok. We've, we've, our TikTok's actually pretty decent. We got a good one for Hollywood Raw. But I would say, like you said, this is just a little glimpse of really what we talk about on Hollywood Raw. And if anyone wants to check us out, that's like, we get, we dive deep into the, the paparazzi world. I think some of my favorite episodes are just like these bodyguard stories. I don't know if you've ever had a bodyguard on, no. but they have the best stories of like what the celebrities are really like, like behind closed doors. We've had some real, like Kim and Kanye's old bodyguard and just the, the stuff he told us would like make your, your head roll. It was so fascinating into like what Kanye is like, like 
making the bodyguard push the elevator buttons for him or, you know, him having to go pick up Kanye off the side of the freeway at 2 a.m. in the morning. I mean, such good stuff. And I honestly, I don't know how we do it. We just get really good stories out of people. And, you know, were you a big O-Town fan by chance? <laughs> no. I know it's a super random question, so but random. we just had a, well, well, we just had Ashley Parker Angel on, who is obviously like the star of that band back in the day. But he's never talking talked about the big fallout and like all the shit that went on behind the scenes. And somehow we got him to open up and talk all about it the other day. And it's stuff like that that I like look at us. My like, I don't know how we get people to talk, but they talk to us. They really enjoy having a good. Well, conversation. you guys are great at what you do, you know. And just remind everyone where they can find you, all the places they could find you. Well, you can find obviously the Hollywood Raw podcast anywhere you download your podcast, because you know that's kind of the thing to say. But you can find us on social media uh, at Hollywood Raw. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We got a private little uh, Facebook group in there where we get into the good dirt behind the behind the scenes um you can follow me at dax holt you can follow adam at adam glenn g-l-y-n but yeah we're we're here to just entertain people and kind of like you know give them a glimpse behind the curtain of hollywood into what like it's really like out here and air out some of the dirt and the the bullshit that goes on in hollywood I love that. Is your facebook group called hollywood raw because a lot of my um followers love a facebook group yep Hollywood Raw. Hollywood. Do you have to be accepted to get in? Uh, not, not the, not the normal one. You can follow the normal one, but it's the private group that yes, we'd have to accept you in. <laughs> but we're pretty accepting. Are you guys moderators of that group? Because Facebook groups can get wild. Yes, and we do. Wow, I give you guys a lot of credit because Facebook <laughs> groups are scary places to be. Um, well, thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys will come back. I know everyone is going to fucking die over this episode. So I really hope you guys I come back. It. Well, thank you again for having us. And it was really fun getting to have you on our podcast. Um, you came on Dern. Yeah, like we, we got you right as you were just freaking climbing up the subscribe, like followers and subscribers. It was crazy. And it was fun that you actually said yes to us. So thank you because we had a great episode with you. Yeah, you guys were early supporters. So I really appreciate that. And you gave me like a hologram to cover my face. And you guys really worked with <laughs> worked with me to keep me anonymous. So I really appreciate your, your guys' support. Absolutely. It really did mean a lot in the beginning and now also. So thanks. Thanks for sticking with it. Sticking with me. Of course. <laughs> well, thank you again. Okay, bye guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to Do You. New episodes will air every Thursday. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. For more info, you can also follow me on Instagram at De Moi.